0: Of Robin Hood. So there go. Robin Hood and the butcher And thou, fine fellow, who has tasted so of the Greenwood game, will be in no haste thy time to waste in seeking more time of the same. Of this can I read thee oh well Thou hast better by far be the devil in hell than the sheriff of Nottingham Thomas love Peacock made Marion eighteen twenty two although there was so much to do in Sherwood where they ate had to be hunted, trapped, or shot, and they were always in danger of surprise from the Sheriff of Nottingham, Sir Guy of Gisborne, and the rest. Robin Hood occasionally found time to hang heavy on his hands. On one such occasion, he and Little John were walking by the road to Nottingham, where it runs through the forest when they saw a butcher with his cart of meat come jogging along the way to the market. Yonder come a proud fellow, said the old John, who fancies himself as a master of a poor in a He comes to the forest twice every week, and nothing gives him greater pleasure than the chance to crash him when he gets Twice a week, said Bobby, and he was never paid any toil to us. It is long since I fought with a quarter staff, except in friendly wise with you or Friar Tuck. I I'll go and have words with this butcher, and see if he blows if blows come of it. I'll wager a piece of gold you, too,' said little John done, smiled Robin, and laying aside his weapons, he cut himself a good oak staff and strode down the road until he met the butcher. Now then, cried the butcher sharply as Robin laid a hand on the horse's grill. What do you want, you impudent fellow? You have haunted these ways long enough, said Robin. sternly. Without paying the due toil you owe to me, come, Sirach, be up at once. And you do think you said the butler, a forest guard or what? I serve a good sheriff of Nottingham, and he made your hide smart for this after a town your head into a garden. I am Robin Hood's company. I am of Robin Hood's company, was the reply, and if you will not pay tribute in gold, get down of the cart cu- cart and pay in clothes. Right willingly, answered Richard, and jumping at his cart, he charged at Robin, whirling his tack about his head then there was a good as good a fight and as pretty a play of skill as the quarterstaffs as ever one might see but there but the long and short of it was that though robin suffered a sore quilt over one eye in the end he brought the butcher to the ground with a last stunning blow "'The piece of gold is yours,' said Little John, coming "'That's—this is a fine fellow,' said Robin, "'as the butcher sat up and looked about him. "'Give him wine, Little John, and I'll warrant his head, is ringing even louder than mine.' "'That is it, that it is,' groaned the butcher. "'By the mass, you are a bony fighter.' I think you must be Robin Hood himself, and no other. That I am indeed, said Robin. Then I think no shame that I had said the butcher, with a sigh of relief. I will willingly pay any toil if you ask for No, no, answered Robin. You have to paid toil enough with that broken head of yours. Come now to our camp and see what good cheer we can. When the meal was over, Robin said suddenly to, to the butcher, "Good friend, I have my, I have a mind to be a butcher myself. Will you sell me your horse, your cart, and meat now on for ten pounds and stay here for the farce with us?" right willingly," answered the butcher, and and the deal was made. "You go into danger for no cause," said as Robin go the butcher's ground. Nevertheless I go, answered Robin. I go weary of this uncharging horse. And also I would have news of what passes in the world outside. It is said that King Richard is a prisoner somewhere in Europe, and Prince John makes no effort to find the ranch and ransomed him. I would know more that, of this. Never fear, not even the sheriff. The With that, Robin fixed a black patch over one eye, climbed into the cart, and went rattling away through the forest into Nottingham once more. In the afternoon, he came to Nottingham, up his cart in the market and began to cry meat to sell fresh meat to sell fresh meat a penny and a pond pond then and all that saw and heard him at his trade said that he had not been a butcher for long since that's that price he would not accept to earn a living but the thirty housewives gathered up and eagerly, for neither had they bought such cheap meat before. Among them came the sheriff's wife, and seeing that the meat was good, fresh and tender, and most unusually cheap, he, she invited the butcher to bring his cart up to the sheriff's house, sell to her what she left, and then sup with her and the sheriff. Robin accepted with delight, and as evening fell, he stabled his horse at the empty cart in the sheriff's stables, and sat down to dine as an honored guest at the sheriff's ward. At dinner that night, Robin learned many things which he wished to know. He heard that King Richard was, in truth, a prisoner, but that Prince John was giving out that he was dead, so that he himself might become king. But a poor pestilent fellow called Blondel, added the sheriff, was, has gone in search of Richard. He's a minstrel, and so can pass unmolested through the most hostile lands. May the plague take him speedily. Will the gate... Great barons and lords and knights except the prince Except Prince John as King, answered Robin. There the trouble lies, he said the sheriff, shaking his head sadly. Many like the Earl of Sister oppose him, but many more will be won over. Later in the evening the sheriff asked Robin if he had any honoured beasts that he could sell them, meaning live cattle rather than joints of meat. Yes, that I have, good master sheriff, answered Robin. I have two or three hundred of them, and many an acre uh, of good free land, if you please to see it. I let it to you with as good a right as ever my father made to me. The honored beasts interest me most, said the sheriff. Good master butcher, I will come with you on the morrow on the morrow, and make you a right fair offer for the whole herd if they please. Robin Hood slept well and comfortably in the sheriff's house and ate a fine breakfast in the morning before they set off together, accompanied by two men, to see the on- on- honored beasts. The sheriff seemed in high spirits when they started out jesting and laughing with Robin. But presently, as they went deeper and deeper into the sheriff's forest, they grew more and more silent. We have to go much further to go, friend Butcher, he asked at last. God protect us today from a man they call Robin Hood. The outlaw, you mean? asked Robin. I know him well, and I have often shot the blunt with him. I'm not bad a myself, if it comes to that. Indeed, I do I swear Robin Hood himself can ship a bit no better than I. Know you where he lies in Sherwood? Sheriff, eagerly. Right. Well, replied Robin. Even his most secret place in hiding. I would pay you well if you were to bring me thither. Said Sheriff. That will I do. Answered Robin. Hiss. But hiss now. We draw near the place where the horned, honored beasts are are to be found. Stay a moment while I find my horn, so that the herds men may drive them hither. So saying, Robin set his horn's into his mouth and blew three blasts. Then he drew a little behind the sheriff and the review. Presently there was a clock coming in the thicket, and a great troop of red deer came into the view, tossing their answers at them. How like you, my on our beasts master sheriff asked robin they be fine and fair to see good fellow i wish i were far from here said this said the sheriff uncomfortably. i don't like your company we will be better company anon robin remarked with a smile as he spoke out of a thicket came little john followed by will scarlet much R- Reynald, William Goldsburg, and many other outlaws of Sherwood. What is your will, good master?" said the little John. Come, come tell us how you've in Mal them, and whether you did good trade as a butcher. Fine trade indeed, answered Robin, pulling off his eye patch as the rest of his disguise. And I see I have brought with me the sheriff of Nottingham to dine with the today. Is he is right welcome, Sir Roland? And I am sure he will pay well for his dinner. Will last Robin? For he has brought much money with him to buy three hundred head of deer from me, and even. Offered me a great sum to lead to our secret glade by the rood said the sheriff, shaking with terror, had I guessed who you were, a thousand pounds would not have brought me into Sherwood. I would n- uh, I would that you had a thousand pounds to bring me out of Sherwood, said Robin. now then bind him and his men blindfold them and hand them to dinner that when we reach the glade we can see what they have brought us. And then I will have earned every penny. Ha ha ha. So the sheriff and his two trembling followers were blindfolded and led by the secret paths to the hidden glen, and Robin priested them their full will. But afterwards he bade little John speak his cloak upon the ground, and pour into it all the money the sheriff had brought with him, and the sum came to nearly five hundred pounds. We will keep these three good horses too, said Robin. And him for the good of their help, but let the maid Marian send a present of needlework to the sheriff's lady, for she entertained me well at dinner and set fair dishes before me. Then the sheriff and his two men were blindfolded once more and taken back to Nottingham and there Robin bade them farewell. You shall not defy me for much longer, Robin Hood, cried the Sheriff, shaking his fist at Robin in farewell. I'll come against you with great force and depend upon it, and hang every man of you from the trees by this road, and your hand shall rot over nothing on you. When next you come to visit me in Sherwood, said Robin quietly, you shall not get away with such easy terms. Come when you will, and the more you approve, the merrier. And I'll send you all the packing back to Nottingham in your shirts. Then he left them and returned to the secret glade where the butcher, whose name was Gilbert of the White Hand, was waiting for him. Here are your cart and horse's back, good master butcher, said Robin. I have a fine holiday selling meat in your stand, but we must not play too many of such pranks. By the mass, roared Gilbert the butcher. I'll sell meat no longer if you will have me as one of your merry men here in Gorbath, Greenwood, Mm. Greenwood. I cannot shoot with any skill, for you see how my left hand has burned white with fire when I once shot a deer to feed my starving family, but you have had some little proof how I can smite the quarters with a quarter step, Proof enough, good Gilbert, cried Robin. I am glad to welcome you as one of us. Good Friar Tuck proponed the oath to him, And then to dinner, and we'll all drink to the health of your new companion, Gilbert uh, of the White Hand, the Jolly wetcher of Nottingham. So that was chapter 11. Bye, guys. See you later. 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 Bye, guys.